Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Hello, welcome to or welcome back to Try Not to Care. If you're new here, hello, my name is Ashley. If it sounds like I can't breathe, it's because I can't. Your girl has asthma. I live on a main road and I was trying to, I was running around today trying to figure out where to record where you can't hear the cars. There's a loud one coming right now. Nice. Really, really nice. So if you hear loud cars, if you can hear me breathing so deeply into the microphone, if it sounds like I'm dry heaving and about to pass out, that's why. But today I want to talk about friendships. I've been seeing a lot of people talk about large friend groups on TikTok and just questioning friends in general. And if you follow me on TikTok, you know this is my jam. I talk about friendships all the time. I'm really passionate about speaking on them because of my unfortunate experience with friendships or lack of friendships it was also just new year's eve and the holidays and whenever there's a holiday i always find myself wishing i had a large friend group but today we're gonna talk about why big friend groups are not what they seem to be and why they kind of suck so let's get into it i have always had friends like a couple friends i've had scattered friendships but I've never had a large friend group. I've always wanted that though. And at my high school, every single grade had a specific large friend group. Everyone knew about them. It was very exclusive. And I envied that, I wanted that. I wanted friends who I could talk to all the time, hang out with all the time, go to football games with, dances with, drive to school with. And I just wanted that so badly and I never had that even my freshman year of college my first two semesters i went to school out of state and i didn't know anyone but my boyfriend so when i was introduced to this big group of girls i tried so hard to fit in and be a part of it and it worked for a little bit like we would go to the dining hall and and go to the library and study and go to parties but eventually the majority of the group started being really mean to my closest friend in the group who ended up being my roommate and that just didn't fly with me I was like no that's not okay if they're not cool with you I'm not cool with them and once they saw that I was writing for her and not them they kind of peaced out and were not about me either so the two semesters that I was at that college 
she was literally my only friend. We did everything together. We didn't branch out, not because we didn't want to. It was just really hard to. She made friends eventually. She stayed at school and I didn't. But I ended up moving back home after those two semesters, mainly because I felt so isolated and alone at that college. But when I moved back, there was one night that I got invited to this bonfire. And at this time in my life, I was going to random house parties. Random people from towns over for me would invite me to party. And this guy reached out to me and invited me. So when I went to this bonfire, there were these girls that were a part of that big friend group that I like grew up with and I always wanted to be a part of. So me being like, oh my God, I have to get them to like me. I want to be a part of that friend group. I was like, why don't you guys come with me to this party? And they came with me, even though they they never talked to me. Like in high school, they never talked to me. It was very evident they didn't like me. So we go to this party. It's a hit. It was so fun. And from that point on, I realized I got in. I was a part of this friend group and they liked me. And I was so excited about this. One, because... I always wanted friends and I wanted a big friend group, but two, I felt special. One thing I learned from being on the outside and viewing large friend groups is they don't branch out often. Like you might be friends with a couple people within the group, but you don't get brought into the group. You don't get added to the group chat. You don't get invited to everything they do, but I finally was. And that was a big deal to me. And saying that out loud is crazy. Saying that I got brought into the group, it makes me feel like it was a cult. And I feel bad calling it a cult, but I also feel like I can say that because I was a part of it. But it was just, there was very culty vibes. It was super exclusive and there weren't rules. Like no one explicitly stated rules, but everyone kind of knew and followed them. Like you couldn't go and hang out with certain people or else you would get the cold shoulder if there were plans happening everyone went and if you didn't go you were questioned or your phone was blown up or they talked shit about you and i don't know if it's like this in every friend group but from my experience it seemed like there was one person one or two people who were the main characters or the main people in the group where they're like the common denominator they bring everyone together and without them there is no friend group they're the most liked and respected people in the group and they have the most influence over everyone else and what they do and what they think so when you have a problem with that person everyone else in the group has a problem with you i started having problems with that person and i noticed that because i wasn't as close to everyone else in the group as she was that meant that whatever she said about me or however she felt about me so did everyone else I noticed that people stopped responding to me, people stopped wanting to hang out with me, and everything just changed because of the dynamic between us. And once the dynamic between us changed, I realized that I didn't really have a place in the group anymore. But even though they were treating me bad and not responding to texts and talking shit about me, I was still trying so hard to maintain my friendship with them and keep my spot in the group because I wanted friends. To me at the time, being treated like shit with friends was better than being by myself. And even after being officially kicked out of the friend group, 
I still found myself wishing I was a part of it, even though I knew they didn't respect me, they didn't like me, that I deserved better. I still wanted to be a part of it because I wanted to be a part of a big friend group so bad because I romanticized them so bad. And it got me thinking, why are big friend groups so romanticized? And I think it's because people love the idea of them. They love the idea of having so many people to hang out with and so many people who have the same interest. And they just love the idea of having this perfect and mature friend group. And I'm sure there are big friend groups that are like that, but a lot of them aren't. We grow up seeing these perfect friend groups like in Friends or even Zoe 101. Like I remember growing up and being like, wow, like I want to go to a boarding school and have guy friends and also have this big group. That'd be so fun. And they can be good. I'm not knocking that if you do have a good friend group who you love and they treat you well and they treat you with respect. But for the most part, the friend groups that you see and that you're romanticizing, you're only seeing the good sides of them. You're only seeing the highlights of them. Like when you see people post their friends online, you only see them going out and being like, oh my God, I love you. She's my bestie. We had the best time. And you don't see them talk shit about each other. You don't see them arguing. You don't see that one friend being left out and sitting at home crying because they didn't get invited. I was that friend. Like at one point in my life, I was posting about how how much I loved my friends and how good they were to me. And it looked from the outside that I had this picture perfect friend group but if you go through my snapchat memories at the same time I was crying in my room I was so sad so depressed because my friends didn't like me my friends weren't including me like if you compared my public post to my private post you'd see two completely different stories two completely different sides I was trying to make it seem like my friends were the best friends ever and I love my life but my friends were making me question if we were even friends if they even liked me. And that's ultimately why that friend group and I didn't work out because I stopped allowing them to treat me like shit. I started speaking up for myself and they didn't like that. Like I think about this one time where two of my friends went behind my back and went to an Ariana Grande concert without telling me even though they knew I wanted to go and they lied to me for months about it. They hid the Venmo transaction so I wouldn't know they were going and once I found out and I said you know that was fucked up and that really hurt I was the problem I was making a big deal out of nothing and specifically the one person that had the biggest influence on the group at the end of our friendship I said you're selfish like you'll never know how it feels to be left out because everyone works around you you are always the one being invited or inviting people and you are leaving people out and you'll never know how that feels and I definitely could have said it in a less harsher way but I the next day after saying it, I was like, I'm sorry that I said it the way I did. I would love to sit down and talk about it and tell you how I really feel and really sort through this. And she was like, no, I don't like how you talk to me. It was so disrespectful. Friendship over. And for a really long time, I blamed myself and I was like, maybe I am a bitch. Like, maybe I don't deserve friends. And it's like, no, I didn't do anything wrong. My reaction me blowing up or quote unquote blowing up was reacting to how you treated me. It's not my reaction that's the problem. It's how you treated me. The problematic thing isn't what I said. It's what you did. Wow, I never really told you guys about all of that. And I feel like there's still so much to say, but that felt good to say. But I think that's why a lot of people have fallouts with their friends or they don't have these large friend groups because they don't allow the disrespect. Whereas the people who stay in these big friend groups do. 
I used to look at these big friend groups and ask myself, how do they maintain the friendships for so long? How is there no friendship fallouts? How are they friends for 10 plus years? All of them. How is that a thing? Whereas I have had all these friendship fallouts and I can't maintain friendships with big groups of friends. Like, am I the problem? And maybe I am, but I also think it has a huge part to do with people not taking accountability. No one being held accountable in those friend groups. Obviously, this doesn't apply to every friend group, but from what I've seen, from my experience, people stay in these shitty friendships because they're too comfortable. They're afraid of change. They're afraid of being alone. So they would rather their friends walk all over them, take advantage of them, talk badly about them. They would rather just agree with everything they say and do whatever they want to make them happy than to be alone. They enable each other's shitty behavior and it's just a group made up of people who think the same, act the same, and don't challenge each other's mindsets or viewpoints or anything. From my experience and from what I've seen other people say, the reason why a lot of people get kicked out of these friend groups and have these friendship fallouts is because they have a difference in opinion or they go against the accepted behavior. A lot of the time, the reason why these friendships stick is because people are allowing their friends to treat them like shit. People are allowing their friends to talk badly about them, talk badly about others, put each other down. They're allowing just gross and destructive behavior and there's no accountability or any consequences. All because they want to avoid confrontation and keep the peace and they want to keep their friends Real friends are going to hold you accountable. Real friends can communicate with you and have real deep conversations and say, hey, you messed up. I love you. I'm here for you, but you got to work on that. It makes me think of guys who are relatively good guys, but they have shitty friends. And you'll be like, why are you friends with him? He treats this woman like shit. And the guy's like, well, you know, he's a really good guy to me and he's never done anything to me. Okay, well, he's your friend and you should be holding him accountable. And you shouldn't be friends with an asshole because the people you surround yourself with are a direct reflection of you. You could be the nicest person ever, but if you're allowing the people around you to act like a-holes, you automatically are an a-hole. But the reason people don't stick up to their friends and hold them accountable is because a lot of the time in these friend groups, people are talking shit, people are gossiping, complaining, and everyone goes along with it or adds to it. And the second that you try to bring a different perspective or check your friends, that's when you become the problem or the drama. And people don't want that. People want to avoid that at all costs. Kind of circling back to what I was saying about there being one or two prominent people in the group that people like and respect more there's also people that are the punching bags the people that take all the heat and I was definitely one of them they're the people who can be treated like shit and no one says anything no one cares if I treated people the way they treated me in those friendships I would have been kicked out so so long ago if I went behind that friend's back and hid an Ariana Grande concert from her and hid a Venmo transaction, everyone in that friend group would be calling me a snake and saying the most awful things about me. And this happens so often in big friend groups. There's one person or a couple people who are treated so badly and no one says or does anything because to them, they're like, oh, well, at least it isn't me. And also they want the main person in that friend group to like them more. So if they chime in on treating that person badly, they're like, okay, well, they're going to like me more. 
they use treating that friend like shit as leverage to get closer to other people in the group. And I know this is true because I did it. There were times where I talked badly or treated someone badly in the friend group because the main person or the main two people were telling me this is how I should be thinking about them and acting towards them. And I wanted to get closer to them and build a stronger bond. So I was like, you know what? I'm just, I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to do exactly what they're telling me to do because if I do that, there's less of a reason for them to not like me. Along with that, I just became the worst version of myself when I was friends with them. I would talk badly about others. I would put others down. I would just blindly follow whatever they said or did and I became a mold of them and their beliefs and their thoughts and their interests and I lost track of everything that made me me because every time I did try to express myself differently, I was scolded or isolated from them. I thought what I wanted and what I thought was wrong because of how they were treating me and reacting every time I stepped out of line. For a really long time, I thought that I was the problem and that, you know, I was a bad person or a bad friend because I couldn't maintain these types of friendships and I wasn't a part of a big friend group. But I realized I would rather have no friends because I respect myself and I don't allow people to treat me badly than be friends and have a big group of friends that make me feel small. It wasn't until I was out of that friend group for good that I started to rebuild myself and explore who I am and make friendships that were built off connection rather than status or boredom. I started to make friendships because they mattered rather than worrying about not having plans or someone to talk to. I always wanted a big friend group to do things with like having parties with and go out with and just be a tight-knit group that we shared experiences together but I learned that having multiple friendships that don't cross each other is just as fun if not more. I used to try to make my friends become friends with each other like I would meet someone and be like oh my god you're gonna love my friend and I would try to make them friends and try to force a friendship and throw them in a group chat together and they just didn't mesh and eventually they would have problems with each other and it would end up backfiring on me because I was trying to please both of them and one didn't like the other and it was just a whole ass mess and eventually I realized okay I don't have to do that I can have multiple friendships and they don't have to know each other they don't have to like each other they don't have to have anything to do with one another I love having scattered friendships, friendships that are so different than one another. I have one friend who I can go thrifting with and talk about holistic health and stuff like that. And then I have one friend who I bond with over Taylor Swift and crime documentaries. I have another friend who I talk to about content creation and things like that. Like I have so many different types of friendships because there are so many different parts of me. Different friendships serve such different purposes, emotionally, physically, creatively. You get so many different opinions, different perspectives. The healing that comes with having different friendships, like one friend I can completely trauma dump with and just pour everything out on the table. And then another friend I can just laugh and joke with and it doesn't have to be that deep. I also think having less friends is so much more intimate than having a large friend group. Like when I was friends with that large friend group, we would hang out. But when we hung out, it could be very surface level and we were just gossiping and complaining and talking shit. Whereas, you know, me and my girlfriend might talk some shit when she's over and, you know, it's a good time. But we also 
have the opportunity to get really deep and talk about what's going on in each other's lives and talk through whatever we're going through. And if I'm being honest, I would rather have a friend, one friend that I can go to for support or advice that really loves me and loves being around me than having 10 friends who only want to party with me and I feel like low-key don't even like me. This idea that if you have more friends, that means you're more likable or more popular and that you're a good person, I personally don't think that's true. I think it's the exact opposite. For one, I think having less friends makes you a better, more well-rounded person because instead of having one friend group where you only have one opinion, one perspective, you all have the same values. When you have a bunch of friendships, you get to challenge your values and opinions and learn more from all these different people rather than just agreeing on one thing in one friend group. And then also what I was saying before, when you are content with having less friends, it kind of shows that you're secure in yourself and you know what you believe in and what you value that you're not just going to go along with it and you're not allowing your friends to just walk all over you and take advantage of you and it sets the tone for other people that I'm not going to allow the disrespect I'm not going to allow you to do whatever you want to me just because we're friends friends don't treat each other like that I think having less friends and being content in that shows that you value yourself, your time, your energy. You don't just give that to anyone. It has to be earned. And if it is earned and then it's broken, you don't tolerate it. You don't tolerate the disrespect. I guess what I want you to get from this podcast is don't feel bad if you don't have a big friend group where you feel like you're missing out on having a large group of friends. Also, don't feel bad if you've gone through a friendship breakup and are the odd one out. Don't beat yourself up for being alone and having to make new friends. I definitely was really down on myself when I lost all those friends and I wish I had someone to tell me that it's not the end of the world and it's okay and it's actually a blessing in disguise to let go of people who don't serve you and to make room for those who do. The amount of friends you have doesn't equate to your value or doesn't add or take away from your character. At the end of the day, don't worry so much about what other people think about you. Don't worry about what your friendships are supposed to look like. Worry about how people make you feel and how you make others feel. Worry about building genuine connections and finding people who get you, who really get you, who love you and make your life more enjoyable. Friendships are supposed to energize us and add positivity into our lives. They aren't supposed to feel draining or hard. And if they do get to that point and you feel like you need to leave, don't feel bad for choosing yourself. It does feel like friendships get harder to make and maintain as you get older. But just because that might feel that way doesn't mean that you should settle. You shouldn't allow people to treat you like shit just because you want friends You have your entire life to meet people. You might have not even met your best friend. I'm turning 27 this year. I might meet my best friend in 10 years. Who's to say? Don't settle just to have friends. That is where I'm going to end today's episode. I hope you liked it. I feel like it was just like a big rant session, something that I had to get off my chest, something that has been bothering me and on my mind. So I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you you were able to relate to it somehow or it helped you in some way. 
like I said, I definitely would have loved to hear this two years ago when I was going through it. So if you feel misunderstood and alone right now, I hope you know that you're not and I get you, I hear you and I love you and I hope this helps. If you're new here and you don't have the bell set on Spotify or Apple to get notified when I drop an episode, make sure you do that. I drop every Monday, but just in case, follow me on my socials, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, everything is linked in the show notes. Also, if you have a question or need advice or you want to suggest a topic episode or a guest, anything like that, there is a Google form linked in the show notes as well. Make sure to check that out. I always look at it at like the beginning of the month. So I'll make sure to check that out. And there's an advice session coming. So look out for that. That's everything. Thank you so much for listening. I love you besties. And I will talk to you next Monday. Bye besties.